On this special edition of Soaring to New Heights, Liam is going to be talking to AFLW superstar Anya McDonough about her first season of AFLW at the Hawthorne Hawks. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, so we are here with the niece of Dublin Gaelic football legend Mike Holden, who beat her home county in the 1983 All-Ireland Final, um, a game which we need not talk about because it was one of the most disgusting games of Gaelic football ever played. Uh, <laughs> a woman who, in her life, has played seven competitive games of Australian rules football, but has absolutely thrived in doing so. A woman who was once knocked back from a from a county under-14s Gaelic football team only to pick up basketball and make the under-16 national team. Um, she, for the record, she does now star for Galway's senior ladies football team. A woman who will forever be the 27th player to represent Hawthorne in the AFLW. One of our two Irish stars, it is our Galway girl, Anya McDonough. Anya, thank you for joining us on Soaring to New Heights. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. Really appreciate it. It's all right. We are... And I, I think I can speak on behalf of both Tim and myself here. We are very big fans of watching you play and how quickly you've adapted to a new sport. And, I mean, you've read, read what I, with the support of Tim, wrote about you and Gilly. So, you know, yeah. And based on what you told me at a game, your dad seemed to enjoy it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was a really, really great piece and I really appreciate it. And now that Gilly did as well. Okay. All good. But that, that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Anya McDonough and her season. So a little bit of just background questions. So your, your sporting background, I've kind of alluded to in the introduction, but what, what else about your sporting or other background do you, would you, do you think listeners might find interesting in terms of, you know, you grew up in rural, rural West Galway. So what would you like, what's to do with, yeah, what would you like yeah. to tell us about that? Um, so obviously you touched on my uncle as well. So um, I would have come from quite a, um, a rich GA background um, with my mom's side of the family and also my dad um, played uh, underage for, for Galway as well. Um, so he kind of was the one that got us down. I have, I have three brothers um, and he got us all down playing since we were like four or five Gaelic football. He would have been coaching, coaching um, my older brother's team. So I ended up just going down and playing along with them. So played Gaelic football all the way up. Um, mainly with the boys team. And then when I was 14, they kind of said, okay, you're not allowed to play with the boys anymore. You're going to have to play with the girls. So then I made the transition then. Um, I started playing basketball when I was about eight years old. And that was more kind of just for the social side of it, to hang out with friends and stuff. Um, and then, like you said, when I got to under 14, I went and tried out for the for the Galway team. I didn't make it. Um, so then my friend who was really good at basketball, um went for the Irish trials and, and begged me to go along with her and um, just to have someone to go with um I had no real interest in well I had an interest but I just never thought that I'd be good enough to make any sort of squad um so I went for the trials and, and things went well and then ended up making the under 16 Irish basketball team and then just kind of went on from then uh went on to make then the under 18 again um a year young and then the year that I was actually of age um, and then when I was 18, um, 
I was also asked then to come back into the Galway minor team, the under 18 Galway team in Gaelic football. So when I was in under when I was under 18, I was on the Irish basketball team and also on the Gaelic football Galway team. Um, and then play those that year, really enjoyed both sports. And then the following year, I got asked to go into the senior ladies team. Um, so went in for that and just had been playing there ever since. Um, dabbled in a bit with basketball again, had a really good season last year with um, NUIG Mystics. Um, we ended up winning the cup and the league um, in Ireland. So that was a really great experience. So yeah, that's kind of been my, my sport up to date. So, and, and having watched how quickly you picked up football, you probably like Jewel Lloyd on a basketball court. Um, as a Seattle Storm supporter, that's something <laughs> she's a player I enjoy watching. So, Yeah, yeah. Tried to kind of change it up. I, I kind of, um, playing two different sports, I always really enjoyed it because you can take so much from one and put it and bring it into the other. Um, and that's why I think that I've... Um, been able to transition into this sport is is you know I've been used to kind of jumping in and out of sports and bringing um things from one sport that you can bring into another and the transition um hasn't been too difficult in that aspect um so I'm really lucky that I have the two sports that I have um to bring them into the sport that I'm playing now okay so so you've kind of, you've kind of alluded to it a bit but what what drew you then to Australian rules football because Obviously, it gets talked about in Ireland probably more than any country not that's not Australia. But what what drew you to the sport then? Obviously, with with that background, like what what drew you to playing out here in the AFLW? Yeah, so I knew a few girls that had already come out here, um, and just kind of saw the lifestyle that they were living and, um, like the thing at home, like a like Gaelic football is is amateur. There's no um. There's no, you're, you're not paid to do any of the trainings. You're not paid to to go anywhere and you're not really compensated in that kind of sense. So you're giving up um, the same amount of hours that I'd be giving up now, but just there'd be no, um, you wouldn't get paid for it. So it's all out of your own pocket. Um, so that was definitely a draw, but I also thought that it was, that I really liked the new challenge of a new sport. Um, that's another thing that kind of drew me in is um, the idea of you know trying something else new out and I saw that there was other Irish girls here that um, you know really excelled at it and I just wanted to see was I able to was I up for the challenge as well um, so that was also another big reason that I kind of came over well we can answer the question of were you able to do it with uh, yes <laughs> um, so then, then Hawthorne specifically as well you talked about another Irish like other Irish people, I assume one of them is our Mayo Marvel, Aileen Gilroy. So yeah. did she play a role in helping you draw you to Hawthorne or what, what drew you to Hawthorne specifically as well? So I didn't actually know that she was um, coming to Hawthorne. I had no idea. I, I was um, talking to um, Hawthorne and, and they had said to me, well, would it be a draw to you if there was another Irish girl here? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, because us Irish love to stick together. So I didn't know it was her until like, I think it was maybe the day or, or the day after I had signed on. I think, yeah, I think it came out then that it was that it was her that was joined. And I was really excited because, like, as you can see, like, she's such a gifted, gifted footballer. Um, and I knew that from home because I would have actually marked her at home. She played midfield and so did I. And obviously she's Mayo and I'm Galway, so we're rivaling counties. So played against her a lot. Um, and I just knew 
that she was such a talent. Um, and I also thought that um, she didn't have the recognition that I think she deserved. And I knew that from watching the games over the couple of years, just seeing, um, you know, like other Irish girls, like the way they were spoken about. And I didn't think there was as much spoke spoken about her. And I was quite shocked because like, she's one of the best players at home. Um, I just didn't think that she got the recognition. So I knew that she had a lot in her. So when she, when we came to Hawks first and started training um, and the games were coming up, I was telling all the girls, I was like, she's, she's going to be different. Like she's, she's a real talent. So it was such a, it was a bit of a shock that she was here, but I was absolutely delighted that she was here. But another thing that's just during me talks is um, Beck. I was on the phone to her um, when I was coming over to, to on different calls to different clubs and stuff. And I just really liked her vibes. I liked her energy. I liked um, the things she was saying. And that's kind of, I think she was the one that kind of tipped me over the edge to come to Hawks. Um, yes, Beck does seem to have created a, a real culture that has already become the envy of the competition, I would argue. Um, with Aileen as well, there's a couple of goals that were almost rinse and repeat two weeks in a row where she bursts out of a stoppage, kicks it further than 80% of men's players could kick the football, and then you're basically just using your size to beat players and then your athleticism to run into an open goal. Uh, how is that on-field connection? Because those two were examples of it being really strong. Um, but how, how did you feel across, especially with Aileen, was there a different kind of on-field connection? Because I assume you're probably relatively close off the field, given your similar experiences. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, because we obviously come from the same sport, we kind of think quite similarly. Um, so she'd give me a look and I'd know. I think we found it really cynical um during the whole season. I think I think almost I think it, I think she was involved in almost two or three maybe of the goals that I kicked. Um which kind of says enough. She's might, the one I that might have to go back and crunch the numbers on that. I might have to go rewatch them all. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so like she she's just she's just a really easy person to play with and and she obviously has a monster kick that takes a lot of people by surprise but you know playing with you you kind of get to adjust that so I knew where they were going to land um but yeah it's just just kind of have that that kind of same wavelength of you know where where to run and when to move and where to kick the ball into space and and you know what type of kick I'd like to come in and, and vice versa so um it has been really easy to to link up with her and she's just a really easy player to get along with and um she's just so talented in, in every aspect that um it was quite hard not to work with her. So, uh, yeah. yeah um, a, a terrific player. That I, I, it's still sometimes I just go back and I, I think about how she came to the club. And I, I mean, I'm not complaining, but how on earth did we manage to draw you across? Like, <laughs> thrilled, like, but, you know, uh, take it and run, which, which <laughs> what she does when she gets the football. Um, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so th this is part of our season review podcast. So we'll, we should probably move on to that at some point, like like now. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so your season on the whole, you you showed quite remarkable progression from that first day in conditions that probably reminded you of home at Box Hill, where it, it's fair, it wasn't an easy day for tall players. Although you tackled the way in a way that would have made Connor Nash from our men's program proud, but um, that I mean it was not a day for tall footballers. 
especially those playing their first competitive game. But your progression this season has been quite extraordinary. So how would you describe both your progression and that of the team as well? Obviously, a very young team, an expansion team as well. Like, how, how would you describe just the general feeling of progression for both you personally and the team this season? Yeah, I I had a bit of um a bit of a rough start at the start of the season. I, I fractured my ribs in the first challenge game against um West Coast. Um so that was a bit a, a bit upsetting, kind of put me back a bit. So I was injured for the first three rounds um and then played a scratch match and and then Beck was like, right, okay you know, you're in against the Bulldogs and, and I was super excited. Um, that's all I've been wanting to get out is just just to get a run out and, and see was I able for that standard um, because I hadn't really been, I hadn't, I'd only played one challenge game and you can never really tell too much with challenge games the third season. So, yeah, I went out against the Bulldogs and obviously that wasn't a great day for football at all. Um, very wet, tough to play in. Um, so came off that kind of day, but struggling. I was like, geez, I don't know if I'm if I'm cut out for this. And then I think we all just kind of started getting going. Then we had Sydney then the next game. And I think that was that was a huge character builder for the whole team. I think that was kind of the turning point for, for us in our season. Um, I think we really had to dig deep. Like we got four goals down in the first quarter, um, which none of us were too happy with. Um, so we all really had to dig deep and um you know really struggled to get the win and we did and I think that was when we all kind of realized okay we actually can play football here um and we're and we're well able to um and then from there we kind of kicked on played played against West Coast and the more games we started playing the more we started to realize what our style of football is and um how good we are at actually doing it um you know with the running game with Jazz and Gilly going running and then you have Tals up and forwards making those strong runs and um it just kind of came to life then in, in the last in against West Coast and Port. Um and you know we had our confidence really up and uh then in the last few games we were so close to wins like uh, GWS losing by a point, which we which we probably could have could have gotten the win there, and then obviously we'd a tough game against Brisbane, but then Fremantle as well. Um, I think even though we didn't get the wins in either of those games, we still showed that we've heartened. You know, our, like our pressure game is so hard to play against, um, and like, you know, coming up that close to Fremantle, who've been in the season, who were playing playoffs last year, just kind of shows, um like how much we've come this year and how much potential I think that we have as as a young side. And that's the thing as well that's that's really exciting about our team is that like a lot of these players are very young girls. Uh, like you have the Jazz Flemings, Laura Elliott, like um all these girls that are like Charlotte, like Lucy Wales, like they're all literally girls, some of them. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like they're so yeah, they're so they're so young, and the fact that they were able to stand up in this season and and really put a mark on the entire competition is just out, like it's outstanding for for girls that age, and and like that's what they've done after one season, and you know they're not even into their twenties yet, so you can only imagine where they're going to go from there. Yeah, if you um listening to the if you listen to this podcast, you you will hear a lot of praise for our young players, especially for Lucy Wales out of my mouth, but um. 
<laughs> having, having played that position, <laughs> I have a bias towards it. So. <laughs> but, so speaking of Lucy, actually, you helped her out in the ruck, especially a bit late in the season. Obviously, she was playing very much a lone hand in that, that role, especially with once Tegan went out with a foot injury and then had to play in the back line once McMack went out due to no one else being big enough for Wardlaw and Ty. So how did you find that role? Because that would that'd be a new challenge for you, rolling up into the ruck a bit more because you, you were moving much higher up the ground. Yeah. How did that role? Oh. Yeah, so it, it was kind of put to me, I think it was maybe around, it was against GWS, I think, that I could that I could be her replacement in the rock because like she's been doing like again, like, you know, like she's, she's, she's 19 and she's been playing as our main rock. A lot of games hadn't even come off um, and coming up against the best rocks in the competition and she's really held her own. Um, so in a few of the games, she just needed a bit of a break. So that's why I rolled into it. And it was quite interesting. Um, very different to playing in the forwards um, quite physical, something that I might not have been that used to, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed kind of roaming around um, and being further up because I would have been used to at home playing in the midfield where you do a lot of um, defensive work as well. Um, so that was that was a nice little challenge for me and I, I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed that the coaches thought that I was capable of doing so um, and they had the confidence in me to do that. So yeah, I was happy I had to play, do a bit of a rough rotation. So um, so just just moving then on to, so you had the confidence in the from the coaches to be able to do that. I, I would argue, the game against Port Adelaide, which was round seven from memory, yes it was, um that that's really where you, and to me you're among our standout players in what must be said was a very strong performance from a lot of players. Uh, you took five marks, three of them contested a goal, and were one of our best players on the night. And as from a writing perspective, that that really prompted the article you were doing. It was on a list of articles I could write. And I was like, okay, I have to write this one. Um, did anything feel different that night? Because everything kind of seemed to, to click. You'd had a few solid games, but in unfavorable conditions to be kind. Yeah. And you turn it on against Frankston against the power. So how, what did anything feel different that night aside from having very sticky mitts? Yeah, I, I thought, um, I felt like I was kind of like, I, I felt like I was kind of ghosting along through the games. Like I felt like I was, I was doing my job, but I wasn't playing to the potential that I could have been. Um, and I had like a good few talks to Keegan about it, about how to get myself more into the game and, and what I can improve on more. And he definitely said that was one of them is just practice, practice your marking ability. Um, so I think I, I knew that we had the potential to really go at the game and, I just really wanted to put my myself in the best position, and also the way we, the style of play that we played that game was really open, free flowing football. So that suited me down to a T, where I was able to to just run run the length of the field, um, and just get at it. So I think I just really focused in on that game to try, you know, put my kind of stamp on the game and how I want to play and and kind of to show, um, you know, people that like how much I've been trying to improve in this game and that I can actually play it as well. Um, so I really kind of went at that game in particular. But yeah, it was just, it just kind of went well for me. Um, I think the balls that came in, the mids played very well that game. So they were able to give in great balls to me. So that kind of, that really helped me out. But yeah, I just thought it was a really good game for us as a team in general. I think we all clicked really well from from the one in the very back line up straight all the way up to, 
to me and Tali and the forwards. Um, so I think we just worked really well as a team. And and when you're when the team's tuned in and you're all working as one, you know, it's quite easy to to get into it and and to have an impact. So um, yeah, I was I was happy out with that game as a team as a collective. I thought we did very well. Well, you you had an impact like a bus on the freeway um that night, and then the the other game I really want to touch on is the last one against Fremantle in Perth. That that last game where we couldn't quite get up in Soggy's swan song, but um yeah, there was another Irish woman by the same name of you as you, who's a bit older but very similar size, similar game style, who had what can be described as a very good game. Um, yeah. So, could you? You were also one of our best performers on the night, but she was exceptional. Uh, yeah. Draw any inspiration from that performance and see the kind of matchup nightmare that, I mean, I, I, you obviously you saw something I wrote from the podcast account on Twitter today that we can certainly see you becoming that matchup nightmare. But do you? Did you draw any inspiration from Anya Ty's performance as well as your own quite exceptional display? Yeah, absolutely. Like Anya's, Anya's a fantastic player. Um, and I would have I would have known that before coming out here. Um, she's very gifted. She's not your natural um tall forward. Um, as in she just stands there and, and, and jumps. She's she's very mobile and very, very quick. Um and she really just opened us apart that day. Uh she's she's a t- she's a different type of player because she's not she, you can't mark her the way you usually mark a tall, because you'd usually mark a tall with someone strong. Um, you know, someone that's able to contest in the air, whereas she's so quick that that's what gets her above everyone else is that she, her first step is so quick and then she's, her hands are amazing and she's, she can kick the ball very well. So like she definitely is, is for sure like where I'd want to get to um someday because she is just so talented and she can really change the game like she did for Frio. Um, and she's, she's shown spurts of that in, uh, throughout the whole season she she was unlucky with injury but they Frio kept her on knowing um the potential that she had and she clearly showed that against us um so yeah absolutely she's definitely something that I'd I try to inspire to get to to one day just if I um get a few more seasons under my belt yeah well you again I, as I said at the top of the show or this the interview I should say this I don't know where this is being embedded embedded in the show because we're recording this before we do the season review um, yeah. you've played seven competitive games of this sport in your life. So it's not like you, we, we sit at the at soaring to new heights. Certainly think you will get there. You are, you have been soaring to new heights. <laughs> um, and if I, if we can just finish, then we'll move on from the footy a bit, just to a couple of, cause I, I know you have to, to go and you've been very generous with your time. So thank you for that. No problem. Just a couple of rapid fire, non footy questions that we like to ask. And we've, we've tailed them a bit for, for you. Um, what's the thing you miss the most about home? being out here um probably my family my friends and the crack the crack yeah <laughs> uh for those who are not of irish descent that basically means humor engagement and that exactly basic, yeah so basic social interaction that is the yeah of that i as my last name clearly gives away i am paternally of irish descent yeah of course um your pre-game play, i saw a video today with you and akesh yeah it seems like you two were a good pairing. Um, based on an interview Tilly did with Tim, she was certainly glad that she was not with a cash. But um, she 
yeah, I, I won't comment on that. I might get in trouble. Um, <laughs> so what, but you also on the bus, you had a set of headphones in. So what, what's on that pregame playlist of yours? Um, I love a bit of Kanye. Kanye is my kind of go-to man. Um, I have a, a pregame playlist that I have together. Um, that kind of consists of a lot of old Kanye West songs and just kind of different songs like that. And they really get me into the mood. I have to have a certain playlist to get me into the mood, ready for a game and definitely go to, to that one. Fair enough. And then one, one last question that we like to ask everyone, who is the coach's pet and who is the team pest? <laughs> the coach's pet has to be Dom Carbone. You're not Dominique. the first person to say that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. She She's the coach's pet for sure. And the biggest pest on the team I'd say I have to give that to me in a catch. I'd say I'd say people would probably think me and her are the biggest pests on the team. You're not the first person to write Tilly said a catch and seemed to, in a good-natured way, seemed to dread the prospect of having to room with her. <laughs> yeah. We've also had Tamara Luke nominated by Lucy. That was that felt very personal. <laughs> okay. And who was the other That's one that was nominated as the biggest pest? Oh, someone. Uh, I think Lou said Gilly as well. No, it wasn't. Sorry, Tamara. Tamara Smith said Gilly. Gilly. Jeez, I wonder why she said Gilly is the biggest pest. I don't know. That's an interesting one. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't call Gilly a pest. Um, I I get I get the catch when me and catch can be a bit of a pest sometimes because we do be in our own world sometimes. Like you saw at the video of us probably dancing around in her um in her takeover that she did to go into. We're just a bit crazy sometimes. Our energy can be a bit much for some people. Um, so I'd say we probably had the biggest pests. <laughs> well, Anya, that's, that's all I've, we've got. I, I know you have to, to go. So there's a lot we would like to ask you. We might arrange for you to come back on at some point if you're interested. But um, Yeah, for sure. Absolutely loved having you on. You've been terrific to talk to. You've been soaring to new heights this season and will continue to do so because, like I've, we've said a few times, you have only played seven competitive games. You are still quite young. So thank you very much for coming on. We've had a terrific season and let's we, we're looking forward to many more seasons of you in the brown and gold jumper. Thank you so much, Liam. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. I'll kill that.